Give us any chance, we'll take it. Read us any rule, we'll break it. We're gonna make our dreams come true. Welcome to Nationet, a podcast about eight seasons in a row. And this is Fernandy Zand. Hi, I'm Chris Wardner, and I will be your co-host this evening. <laughs> and we're going to review an episode of Vern Shirley, Dinner 4-4, from Season 4. Directed by Ray Diwali Jr. and written by Al Eidekman. And I hope I'm pronouncing his last name right. Which is the facts about them, don't you, Chris? Uh, I do have some facts. I don't know about the name pronunciation. I'm going to look that up because... Uh, because Al here, yeah. uh, this is the first of around 10 episodes he worked on in some capacity as a writer. We'll talk more about him yeah. as he goes along. But after his run on Laverne and Shirley, he continued doing television, focusing primarily on producing, but also writing through the 1980s on different shows, such as an episode of Taxi and one for Happy Days. So get used to this guy's name, though, because, uh, yeah, he's got more yes. to come. And uh, as for Ray Diwali Jr., once more, we have the former technical coordinator. He had uh, he actually had stopped being the technical coordinator on this show and then moved on to other jobs. But he came back for this episode as a director with two more in succeeding seasons. Uh, Trivia note, one of his first jobs was a camera coordinator on Here's Lucy in the 1970s, which I find uh, rather neat. That's awesome. That's really neat. I didn't know. And here's what the episode is about. A gaggle of veterinarians descend upon the pizza bowl and the girls are on a manhunt. When two shallowly handsome guys seem to indicate that they're interested in hosting them for an intimate dinner party, Laverne and Shirley prepare an elaborate feast prepared to descend upon the guy's swinging bachelor pad. There is one obstacle in the way of their happy evening, a night with Lonnie and Squiggy, who promise to take care of a quote-unquote disagreeable sewage backup in their apartment in exchange for a date to the Teamsters annual fish fry and moonlight mud fight. The boys wreck poorly to this rejection, and only when the girls experience some harsh treatment of their own do they realize how the boys feel. Can they make amends with them? We think this episode. So all I have to say is a preview of coming attractions. You, for you see, at, at first, there was the bed of death, the one that consumed. <laughs> and then, this summer, there will be Deathbed 2, Murphy's Law. <laughs> <sighs> yeah it's it, this was fun yeah. uh my actual thought of the episode is um there's a lot of fun stuff to this it was interesting to see the um return of the class warfare aspect which hasn't been around yes. much since kind of middle of season three it feels like yes yeah and now it's kind of good to see you know there's a little bit more it it really is elucidated well i mean they transposed the upstairs downstairs dynamic onto the modern era which i thought was really interesting um that said my god i felt so sorry for them my my mother called it the misunderstanding like instantly like she knew right away and it that was that was like oh you're just waiting to watch the train wreck take place now you have to relate to relate to laverne there i want to die yeah (laughs) i love that the boys' feelings and their feelings are given equal weight in this. Like, oh yeah, this sucks. It sucks to be rejected for no real reason just because you want to go out with somebody who seems to be nicer when it comes to their pocketbooks, mm-hmm. when it comes to their looks. And this is the first time this is ever acknowledged that, oh yeah, they're kind of being social climbing, you know, thought, they're thoughtlessly social climbing here with these dudes. They're not thinking about how it affects the boys. They're not thinking about whether or not these guys really want to be with them. They're just um, 
jumping to conclusions. Because, well, Frank said that Laverne is so good at making lasagna that uh, maybe uh, they want to her to make lasagna for him forever. Right. I love this episode for a lot of reasons. It's iconic for a lot of reasons. Specifically for the bed stunt that Chris mentioned in his intro. We'll get to that in a bit. We have to start at the beginning. It's a very good place to start. Uh, there's a lot of great dialogue in this first scene. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, um, Laverne declaring that one of the guys could be the father of Frank's future grandchild. And he goes, which one? I'll kill him. <laughs> I it's love that. Oh, uh, the whole uncooked pizza bit. Oh, no. Yeah, yeah. He's so busy, he's not even bothering to cook the pizza. And then in comes Edna, dressed up as Madame Butterfly, just to go to the opera. Just, that's extra enough to absolutely believe that Edna would do that, A. And B, it's somehow so perfectly ridiculous within the Milo of the sitcom that you're just looking at her going, oh, Edna, honey. Why are you doing this? It's Frank. You know he's not gonna dress up. But uh, yeah, yeah, it's 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 good. Uh, it's good stuff throughout. Yeah, and I I loved Edna. The 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 kimono looks great, and I love and I do love yes. the I love the exchange with Frank. And it's like I don't I don't want going to the opera. They don't like when you sing along. Yeah. And and <laughs> and it was her turn to threaten an open hand. That was uh, yeah. that was a little satisfying. I gotta say. Yeah, yeah, about damn time. Uh, that conveniently gets Frank out of the way so the girls can both run things and then bump into these veterinarians. Uh, we learn that they do not have a bird anymore. So sometime with the, between the uh, second season and this season, Dwayne and Eddie must have passed away. Mm-hmm. Very, That's worth noting. Very sad, very unfortunate, but given their time in the coal mines, it is quite possible and quite likely. Yes, indeed. Uh, and then there's that weird story that Shirley tells Laverne about the guy who marries the veterinarian who married his. It was a goat, right? I think it was. It was I, a goat. I think it was a goat. And then and the grin yeah. on Laverne's face is that's disgusting. <laughs> yeah, it's so weird and so filthy and and hilarious that you kind of can't believe that this is a Laverne Shirley joke, but it is. It's like. Whoa, show! Whoa, where are we going here with this stuff? Absolutely stellar. Uh, so Frank does provide the room with this little intro that she makes great lasagna. Seems to hook her up with this handsome veterinarian who seems to be interested in her and just didn't surely, at least, just didn't surely being dragged along. Right. And you know the girls immediately start dreaming big as they frantically cook and. Then another great door gag. Nobody want. No one wants anything that's been chewed up and spit out. Hello. Yes. <laughs> uh, so do you sympathize with the boys here? I yes and no. Um, it's yeah. a case of I sympathize because they did give their word and it was a favor. It's it's. Uh, hang on. Let me yeah. allow me to to try to lenny it up for a second. You said that you go out with us if we helped and we did and you won't. That's that's you know, <laughs> so that's that is that is how I do I do sympathize because it's it's like a yeah. it's understandable but it's still not cool because the thing is the boys look at them as as their friends and so yeah. that's a so obviously you know there's definitely a lecherous aspect to it but I feel sorry for the fact yes. that you know they they basically are being discarded for the realm of social climbing 
And um, and the thing is, you even can kind of tell Shirley and Laverne were kind of at the time when they think about it. They it's not just that they feel bad. They also kind of like, well, that actually sounded kind of fun. That sounded like a good time. You know, yeah. Laverne's definitely yeah. into the mud wrestling. Yeah. And Laverne is actually into it. To be honest, she was kind of into it to a degree. And she was like, ah, they'll have fun on this date with somebody else. But they end up going out with the Tischler twins. And one of them is apparently a guy. And she reacts with disgust for some reason. Why? I don't know. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's sure it's not going to be a romantic date. You know, you can always go out platonically with someone. Sure, I'll come on. Either, either that. I mean, my note about that was like, hmm. Okay, which one of them is the bi one? Yeah. <laughs> They're brother and sisters. Everyone is bi. <laughs> if I had to guess who the bi one is, it's definitely Lenny. <laughs> yeah, that was that was my thinking too. If I had to guess it was Lenny. Yeah. If I because Squiggy would not admit it. Squiggy would drag his heels and drag his heels and drag his heels to admit that he's attracted to a guy. And then finally he burst out with it. And then he'd be the loudest person at the pride parade in the 70s oh god would he ever the most obnoxiously loud person at that post stonewall he'd be the most obnoxious person you can imagine <laughs> i love it uh yeah and and what do we uh, and what what's our thinking uh, you know flipping onto swiggy again i i do have to agree with you know as much as i i would side on lenny in that that situation on Swiggy's end, I have to agree with never trust men that never eat meat. There's something fishy about them. I mean, first of all, I love the, the fishy bit part about that line. And secondly, yeah. I'm on to you, vegetarians. I'm on to you. <laughs> A salute to all of our vegetarian followers. We love you. I At some point, I'm just going to be the, the barking dog and you'll be, it's like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. He's normally not like this at home. <laughs> Yes, yes. Oh God, I'm turning into my we my friends. My friends Yorkie call. now, aren't I? Oh God. Yeah, you taught him how to roll over and stay. Oh God. <laughs> anyway. Well, part of it was you. Uh, the other part was Peppy kept telling me to do a barrel roll, yeah. and I just had to finally give it a try. And then you did, yay! <laughs> I loved um, Squiggy just letting the girls have it here. You two are she devils. Mm-hmm. And then Lenny, as he's sobbing because Laverne has ejected him and uh, his, with his hand so covered in practice mud that they actually brought practice mud for them to get ready for the Moonlight Mud fight. He grabs her arm and shoves her away and she has mud on her robe. And he says to Squiggy that he'd already entered him and Laverne in the two-legged race. Two-legged race. Yeah. Two-legged <laughs> race. This man was willing to give up a limb for you. That line is so good. That line is so good. I bet they'll not treat men in mud. <laughs> <laughs> yep. God. And I, oh, but yeah, it's like even after that scene, you can tell the girls kind of feel bad about it. They feel bad laying him down. Yeah. I thought that was really cute. So I, I do sympathize. Yeah. Yeah. So under those circumstances, I definitely sympathize with the boys. The boys, because. Yeah. At this point, I will, the episode, which will not be named, has been just wiped. It doesn't exist. Yeah. I refuse. Yeah. Nothing in that becomes canon, per se. does not ever yeah. come back, yeah. as far as I know. Yeah. So we're not going to... Yeah. It doesn't, it doesn't yeah. exist. Yeah. As far as we're concerned, it never happens. Never That's happened. the way most of fandom treats it, and it doesn't affect anything anyway. So. <laughs> uh, sometimes Moo sometimes Kitty... Trips over itself and you just pretend that that was the way it was supposed to be. Yes. 
She yeah. was always like that. What are you talking about? This episode... So, after this, the girls get nicely dressed. Go on over with their ready-to-heat lasagna and their salad. And they find corsages in the fridge. That's great. That is a great joke. That's a great joke. Yep. Oh, and I love the... Uh, what is it? Uh, uh, you know, now these are men of medicine. Tonight will be only filled with good food and good conversation or polite conversation. And uh, what was it? Um, I'm surprised I got this line by. Is I think Laverne says like in a little light salad action. It was like, yeah. And, uh, yeah. and, and Shirley's just like, no, no, no. And uh, it's like, you know what wine does to me? And Cheryl's response. I like to believe those are yeah. only rumors. Yeah. That was surprisingly filled again. Once again, the show is being surprisingly filthy. It's just a continued theme. Yep. Throughout, this, throughout its airing, throughout its existence, yep. Surprise filth. <laughs> I loved it when um, Shirley called Laverne a regular Sa- Italian Sandra D. Yep. That's not a bad thought. So Laverne's cute. adorable. She looks great with the course, the uh, corsage. I think that was beautiful. That was cute. That was a cute little comment. Yeah. yeah. We couldn't make these guys happier if we gave them the cr- cure for ringworm. Yeah. <laughs> Gosh. And Laverne with her hot time corsage and Shirley with her classy lady corsage. Mm-hmm. Try to roll the Smurfy bed up and somehow end up on top of it, riding it as it slams up and down, back and forth. Uh, Penny and Cindy did this with no stunt people. Penny and Cindy did this in one take. They did this with no monitors. Mm-hmm. Just think of that. Yep. The last think part. Think of that. And it really is the last part of it that's the dangerous part. Because there's easily noticeable there's a gap between them and the wall when it flips up so that they can change positions. So when it flips up, they just yeah. have to kind of hold on or just be able that they grip on it with the timing. But that last part when they fold their legs back like that, that the knees and legs, that was... That was, I'm hoping it was carefully done and not just something they fell into luck with because, wow, that, that's the one where someone could have seriously gotten hurt. You know, muscles would have gotten stretched, bent the ways yeah. they're not supposed to. But yeah. yeah, and they do most of it in one take. Uh, at least there's there's portions yeah. of it done in a single take. It's uh, it, yeah. it kind of breaks itself up because they because then you know when the bed you know does the first thing first, they jump out and Laverne's like that thing tried to eat me. Um. Uh, which I have, which I have a, have a naughty remark about that. Oh, you wanted it to buy you dinner first, um, but yeah, and then and then they go back to the bed for the that final kind of big finale portion. But it's it's good, and you're right. No stunt people did it all themselves, yeah. and pretty yeah, much yeah, yeah. I would assume, especially given just how dangerous it looks, that it, it probably and uncomfortable it was to do. Uh, yeah, I would not be surprised if this was one take, one rehearsal pass, and one on camera yeah. at full speed. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. And they have always taped their rehearsals just in case something went wrong with these physical stunts. So that is how they did their more physical episodes. Good call. I agree with that assessment. Yes, and indeed. it's good it's a good idea. Yeah. So then so then the men show up. Um real yes. quickly, here's here's my line. Oh damn it, the guys are jerks, but the women are so yep. much worse. <laughs> yeah. They're the classic snobs who think that the girls are ugly and think that they're beneath them because they are richer and it's gross. Mm-hmm. My note on this is fuck these girls. <laughs> oh, man. And these dudes are so scummy. 
Yep. Literally one on top of the other. <laughs> oh man. Uh, yeah, and so the uh, the dates. I have a little bit of trivia on the folks that played the dates. The 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 two guys. Um, the one of the two wasn't anything too remarkable, but one of them, the one who plays Jeff, uh, I can't remember which is which. Uh, he will actually appear in another episode as the angel in Laverne's Broken Leg. We'll get to that. Um, oh, yeah. Yep. But he had the interesting yes. distinction of that his yeah. second role, his second credited role was as one of the deputies in Jaws, which also got him the role of reprising that part in Jaws 2. And he also oh. did some other uh, some other films that I was mentioning to Lisa earlier. He was in um, Halloween 2. Uh, he was the motorist in Clue. And he also was a voiceover actor in The Burbs. So that was neat. Uh, oh. As to the uh, the gals, the snooty gals, uh, Christine is played by Raman Menken, who mostly would do bit parts, but those include one in Spinal Tap and another in Body Rock with Lorenzo Lamas. And- yes! <laughs> and Veronica is played by Timothy Blake. Don't let the name fool you, though. She was in a lot of material and reportedly was also actively fighting for women's rights in the Screen Actors Guild during the 1980s, being the national chairwoman of SAG's Women Con- the SAG's Women's Conference Committee uh, at one point for a few years. And... Um, she was interviewed a lot during, if you, you actually look up on our Wikipedia page, it covers that uh, there were articles you can still find from the mid, like, 86 and 88, which talked about the sexual harassment that was going on within the Guild. So that's, uh, and also within Hollywood at the time. Yeah. So pretty yeah. cool that she's there, and she did a good job playing the snoot in this uh, yeah. in this here episode. But yeah, uh, you get into this okay. scene, and I mean, yeah, my, my mother was like, oh, God, they're wealthy. They have minks. Like, she just, like, she kind of cringed a little bit. <laughs> understandably uh, goodness absolutely understandably so um i love the bit where they throw the car throw, throw the corsages at those girls yep great, who's having a hot time you must be a lady <laughs> yep this is great i loved uh laverne's moment of revenge where she gets the other girl to sit in her lasagna and then she just carefully picks out the right leaf of lettuce to throw at the other one Mm-hmm. That's so perfect. Yeah. That- that's in reaction, of course, to being called ugly and being called low class. Mm-hmm. And before, so uh, before we leave this scene, we have to acknowledge the way the show plays out class differences once again. Beautifully handled. Uh, the utter snobbery here is just, you know, on their parts, it's ick. Mm-hmm. Absolutely ick. And, but it's portrayed perfectly. And that's really how some people used to think of women like that back in the day. The, um, for upper class guys, or upper middle class guys, you went to the wrong side of the tracks, you slept with these girls, and then you left them there and married someone of your own social strata. And it's gross. Mm-hmm. And that's why they think, you know, well, these girls are, are nice servants for us, or why you get all these... Uh, uh, Upper-class brew guys are the guys like the uh, pre-med students in a bus stop who think the girls will just put out because they're of a different social strata. And it's gross. And the show acknowledges that it's gross. They give them credit for that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's been an interesting whirlwind so far with this season regarding how it's handled, yeah. like those aspects of what is gross, and what isn't gross, or what should be laughed at, what shouldn't be laughed at. Because clear, you know, here it's done in a way that the laugh is 
God, look at how horrible these people are to Laverne and Shirley. That's that's the joke. Yeah. The joke isn't that Laverne and Shirley are bad. It's that, man, what a bunch of pricks. Yeah. Yeah. It's that they're assuming because they're being nice to them all. Obviously, they want to go on a date with us. They have no right. They have no reason, rather. They have no reason not to assume that these guys don't want to spend time with them. Exactly. They have no reason to assume that they're being asked to basically be hired help. Because they should at least be offering them money. More money to do this labor. But they're not even doing that. So, of course, they're going to think it's a date. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah, I, I actually, so it's interesting you mentioned the lasagna. My note was, because uh, I saw the last time I watched it, it looked like not just the lasagna, but that there was a fork still on the plate. And I thought that it was Laverne yeah. stuck a fork in her to see that she's, yeah. that she's done talking to her. I think, yeah, I love, A, I love that joke. B, uh, Laverne would stab somebody with a fork. I can picture her going fully and platter on someone. She would do it. <laughs> she would do it. Oh, man. God, I hate to see her with one of those uh, those poker things they use on the barbecue grill. Oh, gosh, yeah. Oh, God. I've stabbed myself by mistake with one of those. Oh, God. I was grabbing hey, something else. Uh, that's a yeah. cringe. My arm, it went like two inches into my arm, and it hurt like hell. Ah, yowza. Yikes. Yeah, yeah. I'm glad you're... Well, you're, because I, I was and, trying to grab something, and I, it went right into it. I was trying to grab something behind it while I was cooking. It hurt. Ouch. Anyway... <laughs> Uh, Since you've listened to my gruesome story, <laughs> well, I mean, it, it goes goes well with Shirley's face being so angry when yes. they return to their apartment. Oh yeah, I'm so mad I could spit. I think I will. And she spits right in Laverne's face. Whoops. Um, this is this. Interestingly, my notes say this is about the time my mother finally noticed that. Uh, of course, Laverne has the L on the dress, and I was like, "Yeah, she has it on all her dress." And she's yeah. like, "I didn't see it on that one until now." <laughs> oh. That's cute. At what point, okay, at this point, the girls realize, oh, yeah, we kind of treated Lenny and Squiggy like objects that have no feelings. Just like these guys treat us like objects with no feelings. Maybe we should apologize to them. Yep. I I still love that they use the dumb way to call out to them. Yep. That's still, like, one of my favorite little bits of storyline ephemera. Ephemera. So the boys are indeed home, and they do come down. (laughs) But they're mad at them. But not so mad that they won't come downstairs. Yeah, they will. They want to give them a talking off. You know, maybe it'd be more convenient if you just yeah. ran us over a few times with a truck. I mean, how long? Yeah. How long do you think Lenny was workshopping that? A long time, probably ever since they left for that date. <laughs> uh, we want to talk to you like human beings. Good luck. <laughs> God, and I love how they put them roughly on the couch. Like it's they've sort of are yeah. giving it's tit for tat. It's like them finally giving yeah. back how the boys are rough yeah. with them. Yeah. Well, Laverne and Lenny are always yanking each other around like that. True. If you watch the two of them. True. Shirley would just rather not touch Squiggy if she could avoid it completely. <laughs> so you don't really get to see her yank him around. So this is a new one. A, she tends to treat him treat Squiggy more gently. Laverne and Lenny are like a couple, well, like they're like, well, what they are in Canada, like two people have known each other since they were little kids. Ever since they were six years old, they've been yanking each other around and pulling each other over to this thing and uh, pulling each other up and down the street by their hands. You can kind of see that in the way they act out all the stuff. Mm -hmm. They're still like, they're still basically the same people they were when they were kids. Yeah. 
So, so yeah. The line, because we're talking about civilized beings, Len's real smug about the apology, but I do love yeah. the, the exchange. Do you forgive us? How are we supposed to know? Nobody's ever apologized to us before. I know, boys, honey. I even throw honey next to that line. So someone knows. <laughs> uh, they got the date wrong. And it turns out they took the Tishel twins. They Tishel twins actually arrived for the date. And they found out it was the wrong time. And they were mad about it. He shaved and everything. Uh, I yep. just love this. Oh, that's right. That's, that's where my, you know what? Actually, that was where my, okay, so which one is by? <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's where my note was about the shaving. Uh, of course. Uh, hey, see, I can be filthy too. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> you didn't ask where they were shaving though. <laughs> anyway. True. The boys don't specify. Anyway. <laughs> the boys don't specify. <laughs> um, yeah, so they say, well, no, the girls the girls are like, well, you want us to wait a whole year and we'll go with you? Then they don't want to upset the Tishel twins. I don't want this to just go on the date. Just go on the date. Why not just go with the boys to the Moonlight Mud Fight? Just go with them. Just yeah. go with them because it sounds like it's going to be fun. fun for, you know, it's going to be fun. You're going you're gonna to fry some yeah. fish. You're going to have some teams. Yeah. You're going to get a little mud in your pants. Honestly, like, you can picture Laverne kicking butt in a three-legged race. She oh, will yeah. drag Lenny to victory if she has to. <laughs> she'll, just, she'll just, like, hoist him up, you know? Just kind yeah. of carry, practically we know she carry can him. carry him. Yep. She, we know she can carry him, so she could probably hoist him right over her head and just carry him four feet to, the, to victory. But right then wouldn't the that, be, that, would be, that would return to a two-legged race? True. Mm-hmm. Or she could just, like, she could literally drag him around like uh, they shoot horses, don't they? That's the scene where Jay Fire just has to yank Red Button's dead at butt right across the finish line so she wins. Uh, that movie is so good, but it's also like being stabbed to death for two hours. It's just uh, so depressing. It's so dark. <laughs> it's so much to take. It's so claustrophobic. Yep. So on, a, so on a lighter note, anytime, anywhere, yeah. follow me and the boys to decide to try to take them into their bedroom. Yeah. Which is shockingly uh, forward of them. They have never tried to go that far before. Because they know exactly what the end result's going to be. And the end result is what the end result is. Yep. With their butts beaten up. Yep. Yeah, my, my mar- remark is, ah, oh, smash them. Yeah. Like, what did they think was going to happen, really? Yeah. <laughs> like. You got you to gotta, think they, of how the girls flirt with you. You got to flirt a little. You got to do a little walk yeah. your fingers up the, okay, maybe not up the chest, but, you know. You gotta, you gotta, you gotta start off small. You gotta, you gotta be like, hey, you know, you gotta, you gotta do yeah. something. You gotta do, you gotta schmooze a little bit. Come on, that's a different, you know, that's a I, I know it's a low bar, but at least I do feel comforted that I'm a better romantic than these two. There you go. That's true. That's true. That's true. Oh, as I know. Um, <laughs> oh, God. Uh, I was uh, going to say, even their double makeouts have not worked thus far. Nope. Uh, they have gotten the best results out of these girls by being gentle with them. When Lenny is very gentle and quiet with Laverne, that's when she kisses him. Mm-hmm. You think he'd put two and two together, but he's Lenny. Of course he's not going to put two and two together. He's not like this unless Squiggy's out of the room. Mm-hmm. So, the bad, the, 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 the Squigman bad influence. Yes, indeed. And then, of course, the line, did you get anything off of them? 
Nothing. 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 Start. (laughs) (laughs) Um, It kind of is a start considering how far the relationships of these girls have come. Yep. Uh, Just considering the fact that they used to not be their friends and they've advanced to the point where the girls are willing to apologize to them and realize that they're a crucial part of their lives. Yep. You were saying? Uh, Tag scene and farm. Yes! That's so cute. This is one of the cutest tag scenes in the show's history. And also, it has nothing to do with anything else that happens in the entire episode. It just kind of exists. Mm -hmm. This little skit uh, where the boys bring their ant farm to the pizza bowl and let the girls hold it so they can have the end of their pizza. And the boys are sitting there eating pizza and they hand the ants off to Shirley and Shirley's just admiring them and calling them intelligent social creatures. And Laverne points out that they're crawling up her arm. She calls mm-hmm. it a fling the ant farm. And then she's horrified that she flung the ant farm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the solid zinger line from Squiggy. Uh, from up here, they look just like little ants. Yeah, and he's standing on a chair when he says it, which makes it even better. Oh, man. Uh, everything about that is gold. And the, uh, the, the, it's got ant cows and chickens. We're hoping yeah. to catch a big fly so they can have an ant crop duster. Yeah! Yeah, yeah, it's so cute. Yeah, look at them. So, so cute. I want their their fly to sound like Walter Matthau and they can call it Charlie Varick. Yeah. <laughs> Charlie Varick is employed. Yeah, there we go. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, the whole scene is adorable. It's got nothing to do with anything, and it's adorable. Yep. It's, it's That's just a little tiny. Go yeah, ahead. It's go ahead. one of my favorites of the favorite tags. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Uh, for me, it's up there with uh, that tag scene, Look for Your Leaf, when the, everybody finds out Laverne's not pregnant. And they sing hallelujah. That's a high yeah, praise. That's uh, a very high praise. That's a high praise. But this is good in an entirely different way. It's adorable in an entirely different way. Uh, it's like a tiny miniature skit. It's kind of like a little slice of life of what it's like uh, for them on a day-to-day basis. Mm-hmm. It's it's the way the boys wandering the lives. Yeah, go ahead, sorry. The um, it reminds me of what you see like at the beginning of an episode where they need like a joke to kind of segue into the start of a story, yeah. and it's like you know yeah. like they would have this going on, and then Frank would come in and say something, or Karma would come in and do something. It's like they took one of yeah. those, and it's like, well, we don't know where to use it, so let's just put it at the end. It's a good little like four, like two three minute gag that we can put in there, and it and it works. It works really well. Yeah, works perfectly. Yeah, it works perfectly. It's beautiful. It's adorable. Hmm. Yeah. I believe it. We're at ratings. So um, I'm uh let me see here. Let me just uh chicken uh chicken my notes here and uh I'm thinking I'm thinking uh, it's a pretty good it's about a seven and a half, maybe an eight, but it's a seven and a half. The Murphy bed bit makes it kind of must see just because of the scale of that. Yeah. It's one of the yeah. best of the class class warfare ones, the classism uh confrontations. Um the boys are used hilariously, the opening's cute, Laverne wagging her tail is still kills yeah. me. Yeah, and even and oh god, there's a line here uh that I forgot to mention. Dang it. I lost it out of my notes here. Oh, well. All right. It's fine. Look for it. 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 Okay, fine. I'm looking for it. I'm looking for it. Just edit this all out, future Chris. Edit all of this out. Go find it. Present Chris will find the what you wanted to say. 
It's that bit that was mentioned to you earlier. So what? They were hired to serve, not to listen. My note for that is F you, lady. Yeah. <laughs> and that's the thing, is like those zings like that, that make get the kind of visceral response I, I praise highly. When it can get that emotional yes. response out of me. This one did that very well. It's very well crafted, good pacing script script wise, really good pacing directing wise. Actors all bring it, supporting actors bring it. The the two guys are a bit milk toast, but it's entirely the point. So that was great. But yeah, uh, seven and a half, maybe yeah. an eight on a good yeah. day. This is a seven for me as well. Probably very close to an eight. You need to see that Murphy bit, bit gag. Y'all need to see it. It is iconic. It is one of the some of the show's best physical comedy. Uh, everything else about the episode uh, works very well. It kind of encapsulates very well what the show was about. The class warfare. Uh, the girls striving to better themselves only to uh, have uh, the universe crash down on them. Uh, the boys uh, wanting to be with them and getting stymied but still trying for that makeout. Uh, even a little bit of uh, Frank being the overbearing dad. It's got a lot of everything. It's a good basic episode of the show. And it is quite worth watching. Yeah. Thumbs up. Thumbs up, babies. Wait, is, is that what we're calling our audience now? The precious little babies? I don't know. I just felt like Conan O'Brien for a second. <laughs> is that a good That explains why your, your, your hair color changed. I actually can't see you, so I have no idea if your hair color changed. <laughs> I just wanted to pretend I was Conan O'Brien for one brief shining moment. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I guess that covers everything for today? Yeah. do believe it does. Cool. All right. Well, thanks again, everybody, for joining us for Night After Night. And if you'd like to know more, join us at Night After Night PC and uh, on the Twitters, or you can find us at Night After Night Pod on Facebook, Tumblr, WordPress, YouTube, and all these other different places. Patreon. Patreon, please, please help support us. Give us incentives to keep going. Keep us incentives to do the other stuff maybe a little sooner because uh, we have other bonus episodes we like to do. This will help support us to make some of those things happen a little faster. In any case, we uh, we hope you'll join us for next time. And uh, actually, yeah, what is what is next? Actually, this was at the end of the disc, so I think I have no clue what's next. Yes, indeed. When the girls go to the pound with the boys to rescue Squiggy's Uncle Elliot's favorite watchdog, Shirley becomes entangled in the life of a German shepherd who seems vicious and is about to be put down. It's it's a dog's life. That's what's next. Well, gosh, that sounds like it'll be um, probably very emotional, a bit furry, and my hay f- my aller- my dog allergies are going to act up. So I'll go get some Claritin, and I'll see you. So I guess we'll see you all next week then. Have fun, everybody, and don't cook lasagna for jerks. Mm-hmm.